Hi everyone, and welcome to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Raymond Lowe from Shen In this podcast series, we bring you updates and critical events happening around the world. We also touch base with our local ELA lawyers that practice on the ground in these countries. Our ELA lawyers provide legal solutions to help their clients navigate through various employment issues. Today, we'll be traveling to China. Many of you will be aware that China is currently undergoing COVID lockdowns. Joining me today is Jeffrey Wilson from the firm of Jun He, who will be discussing about employer obligations in China during lockdowns. Jeffrey Wilson is the counsel of Jun He and is based in Shanghai. He has almost two decades of experience assisting multinational corporations with labor and corporate law matters in the China region. Jeffrey, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you today. Thank you, and it's nice to talk with you again, Raymond. Well, it seems from the media that China is undergoing a series of very stringent lockdowns. Can you tell us what's going on? Well, yeah, I mean, people are probably familiar with the lockdown that happened in Wuhan a couple of years ago when COVID first had that big outbreak. But in the last six months, we've seen another series of, of lockdowns in Xi'an, which is towards Western China, but also now in Shanghai and in Shenzhen in southern China, near Hong Kong, and then up north and northeast. So my understanding right now, from estimates I've seen, says there's 40 to 50 cities in China with some type of lockdown of varying degrees of severity, affecting maybe 350 million people. So this is a lot of people. It's a lot of employees. And frankly speaking, we're not sure when it's going to end or when we're going to be released or when this could happen again. I am currently, I've been in lockdown for over a month and our Shanghai office has been shut down. So everyone is either you know, in lockdown and can't get out of their apartment or stuck in their compound. Jeffrey, tell us more about the types of lockdowns you know, that China is currently facing. Well, China has implemented a system of, of three tiers of lockdown. One is a strict lockdown where people literally are not supposed to leave their apartments or leave their houses. And in some cases, they have their doors sealed. The second is controlled where they are permitted to be in their compounds, maybe to walk around outside, but can't leave their gate. And the third one is precautionary, which in theory means that people can go outside and in their neighborhood. And this applies not only to the employees, to individuals housing compounds or the places where they live, but also where companies are located. So a company could be in a, a lockdown area where it'd be basically impossible to get in and have any access to. So just last night, there's been new rules regarding the lockdown areas in these three-tier system. And what Shanghai is trying to do is their methods are, number one, community control, which means access on where people can go, their mobility. The second is screening and testing. So I've been tested so many times, PCR tests, antigen tests. I think I have another one today. So they're testing people almost you know, on a daily basis in some cases. And third, they just announced you know, Chinese traditional medicine. So I think everyone in Shanghai has gotten boxes of Chinese traditional medicine. What has not yet been announced and has raised some questions among many people is the role of vaccines and how aggressive the government is going to implement vaccines against particularly older people. Now, from the employer's perspective, you know, during these lockdowns, are they required to pay the employee salaries? Yes, employers are, are generally speaking required to keep paying. Now, this obligation dates from the earliest days of COVID when this question also arose from employers. If employees can't go to work, do you have to pay them? Now, 
it's clear that if an employee gets COVID or is a suspected case or a contact and they're quarantined or they're sent to a medical institution, yes, they have to be paid. That's clear. Now, if they're just at home working, the response is yes, they have to still be paid full salary. Now, the question comes is what if someone's at home and can't work? Do they still need to be paid? Well, the, the answer is generally speaking, yes, they still need to be paid full salary because they're still employed. And number two, it's it's not you know the fault of the employee if they can't get to work. So that is the response for right now. Is that yes, they have to be paid. What about the employee's obligations with respect to employees who can't work from home or who have fully utilized their leave? Do employees have the flexibility to embark on salary cuts or reduce benefits? Well, the response is if an employee cannot work from home. The recommendation from the government is, well, the employer should look and first see if the employee has any accrued leave. So, you know, in China, there's five to 15 days of statutory paid annual leave. So some employers will deem this period right now lockdown when employees can't go to work as use of annual leave. Now, many employees will not be happy about that because maybe they want to use their leave after the lockdown to go on vacation. But that is one recommendation. There may be other types of leaves as well that could be available and used during this time. The next step, if the employee has used up all of its leave, is negotiations with the employees, particularly if the lockdown goes on for a long time. Now, back in 2020, we were back in the office pretty quickly, and people are back at work, you know, within a, say a month. And so this this issue didn't really arise as much, but now. We're over a month now, and so many employers are thinking, well, we're not sure how long this is going to go on. You know, the employees use up all their leave. Now what? So the recommendation is negotiate with employees, maybe reach a salary reduction, maybe go on no paid leave, but not simply unilaterally cut the salary, but get the agreement of the employees. So it's a different concept from maybe what happened in the West in the early days of COVID, where employees were just laid off. In China, the goal is to keep people employed and maybe lower salaries. I think what's also important here is the situation may not be limited to the lockdown only. After the lockdowns are lifted, you know, employers, their businesses may suffer a lot. Their markets may have dried up. You know, their, their buyers may have gone to suppliers in other countries. So it's going to take a while for business to resume up to full capacity. So employers may still need to reduce salaries or reduce costs say for the next six months to the next year. Now, there is a rule in China that allows a company, when it announces a suspension, say, look, we're going to suspend operations for one pay cycle, which is generally one month. Employees are paid one month. So if the company announces suspension, doesn't operate, and it pays full salary during that period, when that period is over, then the employer can unilaterally reduce the wages of the employees to the minimum wage. And that would be a large reduction, generally speaking, for many, many employees. Now, that method has not been widely used, you know, not even in the, the first round of COVID. But many employers may look at this now and say, this is an option if we really can't operate at all. And we have an open-ended obligation to pay salary right now. Well, it appears that the current lockdowns, especially in Shanghai, have been the longest by far compared to previous lockdowns. But in terms of timeline, what if a lockdown goes on for months, or if an employee's business is substantially affected after a lockdown? Then what? Can the employer terminate? 
or layoff or resort to other more drastic measures? Well, the first answer is the government expects the employer to consult, to negotiate with the employees, maybe reach reductions in salaries, as I said, to work things out amicably. China does not like to see large numbers of layoffs, unilateral layoffs by employers. We're about you know, social unrest and you know, people not having any work and not having any income. But if things keep going and employers really do start to suffer in their business, yes, there are means of, of terminating employees. I would not be surprised if many employers just declare they're going to liquidate. There's a new procedure in China that a, a employer, a company can decide to become dormant to suspend operations. So if that happens, yes, you may see some individual redundancies according to the Chinese law, as well as possibly some mass layoffs. But even though there's mass layoffs procedures, it's still going to be expected that the employer reach agreement with each of the employees for a severance package to terminate employment. Well, I suppose the next question is, um, many would ask, is uh, when will employees start going back to work? What's the procedure like when that happens? Well, one of my colleagues, you know, her parents are in Xi'an, and Xi'an had a big lockdown earlier on. And the way they implemented was that by the district of the city, the government really wanted a zero COVID policy to have zero positive cases for a certain period of time, say maybe a week, and then gradually open up on that basis. I mean, there's been, I don't know, 100,000, 200,000 cases in Shanghai with daily cases being reported. Getting to that level of zero COVID before things really open up and employees can go back to work is probably going to be unrealistic and difficult to achieve. So in Shanghai, what they may try to do is to have zero or very few cases by district or by neighborhood, and then slowly open up on that basis. Now, that's going to be very hard. For example, I live in a precautionary area. So in theory, I can go outside. I could leave. But under the current rules, I can only go in my sub-district of Shanghai. And so the Junha office is across the river in another sub-district. So I can't even go there. So I could only go to work in an area that is also a precautionary area in my own sub-district. And so there's going to be very few employees right now who can qualify on that basis. If they live in a precautionary area, their work site is in a precautionary area. So for the time being, I think you're going to see very, very few employees going back to work. I suppose the lockdowns you know, have been very tough. And I'm interested to know what has been the re reaction of the people in China to the current situation? How are employers and employees holding up? Well, you know, for many people here, particularly in Shanghai, we saw you know, lockdowns in other cities and realized, okay, it's going to come to Shanghai sooner or later. So we were not surprised when it did happen. Initially, we were told, say, in Pudong, it was four days and then four days in Pushi. So we were looking at, okay, maybe eight days. And so people said, okay, this is reasonable. You know, we want to reduce, you know, the possibility of people getting sick. Maybe a lot of older people are at risk. And so this, this should be okay. Obviously, we're, we're way beyond eight days now. And, you know, some people are, frankly speaking, you know, concerned. They're worried. They're worried about you know, themselves. They're worried about their relatives. They haven't seen their family members. Business owners are worried about their businesses, whether they can survive. So there is a lot of concern now, I think, partly because people don't know how this is all going to end. And so for the time being, people are, are sitting tight. 
the government, I think, has done a reasonable job lately in, in helping to provide food for many people. So basic needs you know, are now being met. And as I mentioned, there's three different types of control now. And so it does differ. Some people literally are, are in their own apartments in some tower. Other people you know, can wander around their compound and go for a bike ride or you know, play tennis. So there is a big variety of situations that everyone has in Shanghai. Well, what does the future hold for China? Will this be resolved soon? Business back to usual? And more importantly, do you see a shift away from the current zero COVID strategy and moving towards to be in line with the living COVID policy adopted by other Asia-Pacific countries? Well, the recent announcements I've seen just literally in the last 24 hours seem to indicate that China is not going to move away from a zero COVID policy and that being their goal. Now, there may be some flexibility with that. For example, I just saw something this morning that said the government may allow you know, infected cases or close contacts to quarantine at home if the home can qualify. And that would be a relief to many people so they wouldn't be sent to a quarantine center. But I think that the goal still remains in China to basically get down cases to zero and not have this you know, similar policy that maybe some other countries have adopted of living with COVID. So I think we're going to have to have these policies, expect these policies for, for quite a while. And likely, I, I think it's inevitable that maybe we'll spread to other cities as well. So employers, you know, for example, in Beijing, I know there are some lockdowns in Beijing. There may be more. There may be others in, in more cities. So employers probably should be aware of that and concerned. And I think the other thing that we're concerned about here is, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned earlier, if we are released and people go back to work, well, another strain of the virus could occur, and then there's another flare-up, and then we're back in lockdown again. So how long this can last and how long you know, many employers will, will be able to suffer the costs and bear the cost of paying salary and keeping employees employed remains a big unknown at this point. Well, Jeffrey, very good to have you on this podcast. Thanks for sharing your insights and thoughts with our listeners. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for hosting. Yes, my pleasure, Jeffrey. Thank you. If you'd like to connect with Jeffrey Wilson, please click on his biography in the description of this podcast. Also visit the ELA website at ela.law, where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, and on-demand content from our online library or assess the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You have been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Raymond Lowe. Thanks for listening.